What's up? Yeah. We here? Yeah. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? You feel me? We back in the building. We're back, baby. It's time for uh, Sources Say on the Ringer NBA show. I'm Juliet Littman, a managing editor of the Ringer. I'm Chris Ryan, and I'm just a fan of Juliet. Shut up. <laughs> well, if that's the case, I hope you're listening to Bachelor Party and to Jam Session. Of course I am. And House of Carbs. Yeah. Uh, this is my one true love, NBA gossip. I love discussing it with you, Chris. Thank you. It's your OTP. This is my OTP. Um, this has been an unprecedented summer for Sources. And for NBA gossip. No off-season. There's been no off-season. We um, thought that we would like get to July like 8th, and we'd be like, oh, we're going to go to Vegas for Summer League now. Just it's, go, all, it's all wrapped up. Just go chill. No, that's not what happened. This has been the inter- interminable NBA season, and you want to know what? I'm loving it. I just... Yeah. It's good. It's good for my soul. I love the NBA. Every major character in, this, in our soap opera has been involved in some way. What? It, what? No one's safe. No one's safe. We're going to get into some really meaty stories and like some real like personal passions. I can't wait to discuss mine. Um, <laughs> but like what what for you was like the highest source moment of and not even like the best source, but like what was the most ridiculous like sources say? Yeah, I want to go back to the beginning Ooh. and I want to self dap Okay. When I willed Chris Paul to Houston with my own brain. You did. Like the main character of Legion. Uh, I haven't watched that show, but I believe you. Um, you wrote a piece for the ringer.com that was like, it was a Chris Paul conspiracy. And you were, you, you heard Daryl Morey say, we've got a plan. Yeah, it was an exact piece. Like Daryl had said that like the Warriors are going to make us raise our, our risk profile or something VC ish like that. And I was just like, this seems just too weird. And, you know, it, there's this thing in television and movies now where like you'll be like, I really wish this show would come back. And it's just like if you, it seems like if you just wish things hard enough, they happen. So like I, if you were just like, I want George Clooney and Julianne Mar- Margulies to come back and do the Carol and Doug show. That sounds great. I bet you I'm could in. make it happen with your brain because like anything is possible. I'm Tony Robbinsing this. That's true. That's kind of like how I got to meet Chandler Parsons. Exactly. I just made it happen. And now you guys are friends. Now we're friends. Shout out to Chandler. Hope his rehab's going well. Um, <laughs> not a lot of rumors coming out of Memphis, I just want to say. No, pretty quiet, which I'm surprised because um, uh, in other slower summers, yeah. Robert Para wearing like a full arm sleeve and playing pickup against guys who were recovering from injuries would have been like a big story. Did that happen? A couple years ago. Tate, didn't that oh, happen yeah. once? That's, yes, that did happen. Yeah. I thought it happened this summer. Was he like it. making Tony Allen like play him like with one arm tied behind yes. his back or something? Yes, he did. So that used to be like summer stock, you know? And now... It's it starts with Chris Paul engineering his own trade to Houston, and then no sources on uh, Paul George being traded to Sam Presti moves Oklahoma in silence City. like a real G. That was a wild one because there was so much chatter around Paul George, and Oklahoma City was never on the table. I keep forgetting Paul George went there because it almost wasn't a story. I know, and then you you like all these guys, and they're all like like 
what's Danny Ainge going to do? What's Danny going to do? All these assets. What's the big move? How does he get big three three Team USA guys on the same team? It's just like, no, man, Presti came through. Seriously. All it took was Oladipo. All it took was Depot. Um, two notes on that. A, personal anecdote. Went out for a lovely dinner by myself last week. Was having, uh, was reading my book. I, Why don't you shout out to your favorite restaurant? You it, can I shout was, out. Maybe yeah. you get sponsored by them. I was at True Food Kitchen yeah. in Santa Monica. Did what? you have the turkey wrap? No, I had fish tacos. Did you have this? The, the the kale and avocado dip that's got great for it. So I couldn't I couldn't go for an app and uh, <sighs> a main, but I did go for fish tacos, which is what someone two seats over ordered, and that person was Andre Robertson with with his teammate Stephen Adams. They were just having dinner literally next to me. I was elbow to elbow with them, and I was like pretending to read my book because I was trying to like play it cool yeah. and like seem cool. Um, unfortunately, I couldn't really hear what they were talking about, fortunately for them. But then I did introduce myself at the end, like a real loser. And I was just like, hey, I'm a big fan. And they didn't believe me. They were like, I was like, I'm a big Thunder fan. They're like, you are? They're they like, didn't believe you? Did no. you tell them what, what what they mean to us at the ringer? I was like, yeah, I love basketball. I, I cover it for a website. The single most divisive player in the history of internet? I wasn't like, we ride or die for Russ, except for one person here. But, <laughs> but it was exciting. Um, so that's my personal anecdote related to that. But the thing is, is this has been a summer of... of both of us, but for the most part, you <laughs> being in the orbit, like LA has become like the gathering. It's the yeah. Burning Man of the NBA. Yeah, and, and everybody comes here, and then also like just like the West in general. I would say that, like you know, yeah. I, it's, shout out to Sam Shepard, the true West. It's 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 true. <laughs> um, one other thing related to that, like Presty thing, though, is like it's so funny that is like that's probably the biggest move of the off season. I think that's I think Paul George going to Oklahoma City is bigger. It's also the most unconventional one because we've we talk all the time about like what's your five year plan, bro? Yeah, what are you going to do in twenty twenty? And and he's just like, let's just see what we could do here. I'm um my Presty stock was already high with me based on how he dresses, which is very similar to the many men I work with, <laughs> and <laughs> I like him even more now. I think it's a cool. I think it's like very like bold. Dope move, and I like it. Yeah. Um, but I all this is to say that's the biggest move of the summer, in my opinion, bigger than Chris Paul, and like just so infinitely more important than Gordon Hayward ruining everyone's July Fourth by taking forever to sign with the Boston Celtics, which was like the grand because he was because he was fixing his Players Tribune piece. Yes, because he was not done doing edits. Yeah, exactly. Going through notes. To me, that was kind of the biggest source moment of the summer. The sort of you know shout out to Crispy Haynes and his. Um, Hulk Hogan memes. He got it great. right, even though people were doubting him. It was, it's been the summer of Shams. So yeah, seriously, the summer of Shams. Shout out to Shams Charania. I don't know how to say it correctly. I'm sorry, Shams. Shout out to Shams. Um, yeah, it's just been like that was so wild, and it feels so long ago. I mean, it was technically one month ago now, but um, I mean today's August third. But yeah, it, it's just been like a. It's been wild to watch us unfold, and we did go to summer league for yeah. thirty hours. Thirty hours in Vegas is all I need, perhaps even a tad too long. Um, it was awesome. I was there for literally twenty four hours, and it was the perfect experience in yeah. Vegas. And it was really, um, you know, I don't want to sound like too like Pollyannish about it, but it was kind of cool to see the energy around the NBA because we went to the the Lakers Celtics game yeah. at Lonzo, and it was like eighteen thousand people, and it was packed. And, um, you know, I think this is probably as good a time of any to, to lead into the Lakers. Yes, I was happy Becoming a personal here. project for you. Um, just the vibe around what is essentially like a meaningless exhibition game that was mostly focused on Kyle Kuzma. Yes. Became this like a rock concert. And it was really awesome. It was like watching Lonzo versus Tatum. 
It was a sold out, 17,000 yeah. people capacity at the Thomas and Mack Center. Did you say 17 million people? I said 17. <laughs> I, I may have. I meant to say 17,000. <laughs> Felt like 17 million. The passion for Alonzo is yeah. so strong. Side note about that also. Um, we went on Saturday morning. The Friday night before, Alonzo had been playing. Mm-hmm. LeVar Ball was at that game on Friday evening. And then we get to the airport at like 10 o'clock on Saturday morning. The Burbank morning. Airport. Burbank Airport, which is the GOAT airport of the Los Angeles, Southern California area. And he's on our flight. Yeah. Like, he had just come back for, like, something in L.A. Shoot, to shoot a Facebook video with Kevin Hart. To I think shoot, we figured that out. Yes, he was shooting something with Kevin Hart. And then he was on our flight back to Vegas. Like, he's he was commuting this summer. You know between, who else was on that flight? Who else? Shirley Manson from Garbage. Yeah. I just want to say LeVar had, like, two people with him. He was wearing triple B slides and a triple B shirt. Duh. Taking pictures with anyone who asked. Yeah. And I don't know. Like, there's just a lot of energy around the Lakers. Obviously because of Lonzo. And also Kyle Kuzma, in my mind, is doing a lot for the full body tattoo look. I just think, <laughs> just think he wears it well. What do you? So what's his tattoo? Is it like a, a, a mural or is it like just, one? No. Like he has a, a bird like, that goes from the top to the bottom? No, or he's just got, a, just got a lot of them. Yeah. It's just a full constellation. Whereas Kevin Durant has hid his. Yes, that was a big revelation. That would In a different era, that would have been like nothing. But that was like a big revelation yeah. that Kevin Durant had all these in like a jersey formation, basically. Mm-hmm. Anyway... A lot of energy around the Lakers, and for me, the center, the, the center of gravity, is with her GM. One of my favorite things about Juliet is that she has her passions, <laughs> and that she finds these characters, and and she sticks with them. She's incredibly loyal. I am. So among those people include Chandler Parsons. Yeah. Um, Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson. I'm. Like I'm seriously forgetting his name, the coach of the Nuggets, because it's so Mike, it's so Mike ridi- it's so ridiculous. Wherever I stand, I stand with Mike Malone. Is it anything beyond that? Do you just like the way that sounds, and you so you say it once every two weeks, or I do you thought, actually like Mike Malone? I thought that his 11 game stint in 2014 or 15 in charge of the Kings, in charge of the Kings was really when they were like six and five. Yes, was really and then positive. Boogie got hurt and he got fired. Or it something. was really po- yes, that's exactly what happened. I thought that was really positive. I just saw a lot in him. I don't know if Nick Stauskas would have been would have been tortured for a full season if he'd been there. <laughs> um, but any, now you have a new passion. The, the fifth member of my squad yeah. is the one and only Rob Palenka. Rob so, Palenka might have had. There's a lot of huge, huge stories. Yeah. A lot of things happened, but the best moment might have been Rob Polinka introducing Cantavius Caldwell Pope Caldwell Pope at his introductory Lakers press conference. Let's run the let's run the clip. I guess I'll start as I often do with the story. I think uh I would venture to guess there's people in the room that are uh familiar with the the stories in the book of Genesis uh where there was a time when the Israelites were wandering in the desert and all of a sudden bread came down from heaven. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what today feels like for us to have KCP join. Okay. So Mike Malone is a little bit opaque. Yes. That's a little hard to understand why you, you're so into him. <laughs> Can you tell me what's so cool about Rob Palenka aside from his l- kind of loose grasp of biblical narratives? Yes, I will. Uh, as, as noted in the Ringer office afterwards, the story he tells actually from the book of Exodus, not Genesis, but that's okay, Rob. That's fine. You can go back and study at any point. Um, L'chaim. I, L'chaim. I love the way Rob speaks. He just speaks with so much confidence. The man who's been making millions off of people like Kobe Bryant and James Harden. Yeah. He was on the Fab Five, which I also just feel like is really important he's to understand. He's in the him. Fab Five doc. Yes, he's 
boys without friend of friend of the ringer Jalen Rose. Um, he speaks with so much command and so much confidence that he just like I, I just feel like he invented this the the secret. Like he he will will things into happening. And I just feel like the energy around the Lakers is so much more positive. If nothing else, this summer, he's made people be like, yeah, the Lakers. And, like, while they won't make the playoffs, there's so much excitement. And, of course, some of that's for Magic, too. And you can't, like, not give Lonzo Ball sure. credit. But I just feel like Rob's already cultivating, like, some kind of new culture around them, which he is saying he wants to do explicitly. But he's making he's made, like, a bunch of, like, small moves and parlayed them into, like, this is the start of something new yeah. that I just really admire. Plus, he also dresses like Sam Presti and the Men of the Ringer, which is really funny. <laughs> and he looks like Rob Lowe. And he looks like Rob Lowe. The and- interesting thing about him is that if you th- thought about Magic coming in for Jimmy Buss, uh, taking over the sort of being in charge of basketball ops or whatever, being yeah. the president of the team with Jeannie. Um, and then you have Luke, who is this protege of Steve Kerr and has this offense, this ball movement offense, and has like the baby warriors thing going. It was kind of like, what's Rob going to do? Right. Like, yeah. I mean, I, obviously he would probably do a lot of the day to day stuff. Magic's got a lot of things going on. But for Rob to catapult himself into such like a, a charismatic role with yeah. this team is basically being the spokesperson for the team, despite Magic Johnson being that's a lot. And all it's funny. And also they're together a lot and they refer to themselves as partners. And. Magic usually starts off any press conference with like his introductory statement and then he'll be like and I want to now I wanted to turn it over to my partner Rob. Like he's always like my partner Rob yeah. and Rob calls him Irvin. I love seeing Magic inter- uh, interact with other basketball people because who calls him Irvin versus who calls him Magic is just so fascinating and uh Obviously, there's like a certain level of trust they have there. And I, I, the other thing that's just been fascinating as someone who grew up firmly in like the Kobe era mm-hmm. is I now feel like I understand Kobe better. And like when Kobe gives his like long speeches and like speaks in like his hushed voice to like explain the muse cage, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you're parroting Rob. Like this is where you learned it. And he doesn't do, Interesting. It, doesn't do it as well. I think that, um, you know, we when we were at Summer League, we saw a bunch of GMs, we saw a lot of, uh, um, uh, like a lot of like agents and a lot of like you know, hangers on to the, the basketball. Blown away by Sean Marks. <laughs> Just blown away. <laughs> we can get to Sean. <laughs> um, but you always hear people in any profession talk about how they just want to feel wanted Mm -hmm. and they like they want to like you want to be made to feel important which is like a really natural human desire when you watch Rob Palenka at this KCP press conference like I KCP is fine he's good Rob Palenka makes him sound like Oscar fucking Robertson yeah it's like they've it's like they have signed a top five player Yeah, and it's just like the revolution starts now KCP is like is like rushing the barricades in Les Mis. Yeah. Like the, and and you are just like, what the, the hell are you talking about? This is a guy that Stan Van Gundy essentially like was like, I don't want you back. I can't deal with you. Yeah. yeah. It's, and, it's incredible. And they are like, you he is gonna be the focal point of like what we want to do defensively. And it's like an it, it is a gift from God that we got KCP on the Lakers. Yeah. I mean another like one of the things that's so funny is like we're focusing so much on this KCP moment. That speaks to how they've already kind of like neutralized the Lonzo buzz as a part of their team. It's almost like Lon- the Ball family as a star is almost separate from the Lakers yeah. at this point. And I think part of that is because Rob and Magic don't let it become an issue. When they had the press conference introducing their rookies, most notably Lonzo, they just told Rob told the really long story about going to see LeVar coach the AAU team and spending time with their family. And he just kind of made them seem like very regular and sort of like a regular basketball family. And it's almost like, 
I think it's because he's an agent. Or well, that's ha- what I was going to say. So He has so much experience with these char- types of characters. Yes. So in, you, when you talk about like a personality facelift for a team or whatever, like there were stories, I think, about how during free agency in years past, like Mitch Kupchak would like literally wait until like the legally yeah. allowed time that you were allowed to be like, the yeah. Lakers or would like to call you. 12.01 a.m. And, 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 it, and the guys, guy, guys were like, yeah, like... This has sort of been in motion. Yeah. You know, it's like, um, who's the first person Rob Polinka talked about during the KCP press conference? Um, he, the first person he thanked was Rich Paul. Yes. Who is the head of Clutch. Yes. And LeBron James's agent, yes. as well as Eric Bledsoe and, and John, John Wall. Wall. Yeah. 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 And huh. he was like, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> he also was like, thanks to Rich and Farah, they really understand salary cap negotiations. Rich texted me and said, I see what you and Magic are doing. How you're handling your cap space, and I think it's it's really interesting. They get it. Yeah, and let's, they let's get. Let's play it. that clip too. I'll tell Magic, as Magic said too. I think uh, Rich Paul and Farah from Clutch are here today, and I think just their understanding of sort of the free agent market and cap space and all of the things that come into play. When Rich texted me and said, "Hey, I see you and Magic have been really, really careful with your space. You're being very patient." Let's talk. It was like, you know, a lightning bolt hit us and we said, gosh, this has this has to be our focus. We gotta find a way. So I wanna thank Rich, uh, his partner Mark Termini and Farah for your guys' efforts in making this happen too. So the big thing that we're gonna be here next year talking about is like who are the Lakers getting? Yeah. And whether absolutely. it's LeBron And Rob's get is working on that right now. Or Paul George or some full house of of clutch assets. <laughs> I just think that that is inevitable. Like, I don't necessarily buy, like, and, and you know what? Like, I, I'm kind of like ambivalent about whether or not, like, the NBA should be dominated by big market teams. And I obviously, like, have a lot of sympathy for teams that are sort of in middle market, mid, mid, mid sized media markets or even small media markets being able to sustain themselves. Philadelphia is, is in some ways one of them because basketball is not super popular in Philly. Like, it's, it's just nowhere near as popular as the Eagles. Mm-hmm. But the NBA is definitely more exciting when the Lakers are good. And it's definitely more exciting when the Knicks are good. Um, and probably would be, too, if the Bulls were good. It's like, the, when you think about all the sleeping giants in the NBA, it's kind of wild how popular it is. I know. Also, like, even a team that's, like, much smaller but has been relevant, My another pet interest of mine is, like, it was fun when Miami was, like, chasing the playoffs sure. at the end of yeah. the regular season. Yeah. Like, it is good for casual fans to have, like, these teams to grab. Which is no towards. disrespect to, like, Indiana or Utah or yeah. whatever, but there are certain legacy teams in the NBA the same way that people want to see the Steelers, the Cowboys, the Cowboys. Yeah. The Yankees, like they want to see the Bulls, the Lakers, and the Knicks. Yeah, um, I do. Yeah, I do as well. So Rich Paul's biggest client is LeBron James. Yes, I've heard of him. And before we go, LeBron's had like an interesting summer, a lot yes. of ups and downs for him, to say the least. So I think that the Cavs had obviously been in in play for Jimmy Butler. The, the one of the rumors was that the Cavs told Jimmy Butler, "Don't go to Cleveland." Like Cavs, LeBron and Kyrie and others were like, "Don't come here." That yeah, That's I think ultimately, I think. I don't. I just don't even know what to believe anymore. Well, I I want to go back to that one actually. I'm just start, starting to connect the dots right now myself. One of the rumors about Kyrie. So obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, I assume you know Kyrie has requested to be traded, mm-hmm. and one of his so allegedly one of his targets is Minnesota. And that comes like that came out a couple weeks after we heard that Jimmy Butler was told don't come to the Cavs. So 
it stands and and if you go back to the summer of 2016 and you watch some tape of Team USA hanging out on the tour bus in Rio, you can see Jimmy and Kyrie singing Vanessa Carlton together. Yeah. So it stands to reason that maybe one of the reasons Jimmy Butler didn't go didn't want to go to the Cavs and was would not resign there is because he knew his pal Kyrie was leaving. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's so hard to tell now also like what teams are actually offering. Mm-hmm. And Paolo, Paolo wrote a really cool piece for the Ringer about like these like new untouchables. And in all the Kyrie rumors, it'll be like Kyrie to Denver, but Denver doesn't want to give up Gary Harris. Is Gary Harris good? Well, that's the thing. It's like these these superstar trades are creating really out of whack trade markets yeah. because like nobody wants Kevin Love, but the Nuggets won't deal Gary Harris. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, and, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so it's just like this, and, and you know Devin Booker, who's like really good. Yeah. Also, but I, like, would you make Devin Booker? Would you trade Devin Booker for Kyrie Irving, if you could? I think Devin Booker is coast bound if he doesn't stay in Phoenix his whole career. Well, how come? I just think he just wants to be famous. I think he like, I think him he to me the two young guys who are like yes, put me on your magazine, Booker and Giannis. I for feel sure. like dudes really like are like playing in Phoenix though. Yeah, I could see him staying there. Like if he was like a career Phoenix player, because you can get to LA pretty easily. Good weather. Yeah, there's just like I think there's like a party scene there it's like not, yeah a lot not, of clubs yeah right um although yeah. we would say that you'd say that about orlando too it's good weather a lot of clubs right like mm, i mean i don't know i don't think people i don't i don't think it's the same i think the desert heat is more appealing than like the swamp of orlando that's an interesting point like i i just think that people listeners hit us up what do you like more arizona or florida that's like a, that's really an impossible choice for me personally because you don't like either yeah, it's just not really my scene. You, like, you don't like Miami? I like Miami. That's that's number five on my list of cities willing to live in. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> partially because I love the heat so much. Can I guess the others? Sure. New York. Yep. Los Angeles. Yep. Chicago. No. Cities that you're willing to live in globally? Yeah. Oh, New York, Los Angeles, London, Paris, Miami? London's not on the list. Too much rain. I've had to eliminate it. I thought London was your spiritual homeland. No, it's Portugal and Paris is number three. Number four is Seattle. Also a lot of rain, but a really good summer. Going through a, a really bad heat wave. Yes, I FYI. know. I'm aware. <laughs> Thanks. Back to this podcast. Um, Devin Booker, I think, just really wants to be a star. Okay. I, so I think that he like can shoot like Steph Curry and is more charismatic like Kyrie. One thing about Kyrie that I just feel like we haven't really been able to access, and I would like for him to be the one, is like aside from his bullshit take about the flat, the Earth being flat, mm-hmm. and, those and are, aliens being real. That, those are alar- alarming thoughts. Kyrie is like definitely a, a friggin' subreddit come to life. Yeah, I I would love if he was like a Reddit a Reddit. But the thing that's I think he's the smart. one thing that I have like a I had like and we we kicked this around a little bit on the site, but the possibility that Kyrie at any given moment might pop up and just be like, this was actually all just like a thought experiment really for the mainstream media and like how you guys will believe anything you see. Um, you know, so we obviously like Kyrie, this Kyrie story is inextricably linked with LeBron. Yeah. And LeBron's had this interesting summer. Before we go forward with talking about LeBron's summer, let's talk about LeBron's week. Okay. And the Captain Morgan moment of the week. And that is LeBron James sports dad. LeBron James sports dad. It's actually the second incident of LeBron James sports dad this summer, but there's video on YouTube then picked up by TMZ of him at uh, Bronny. Great sourcing. Great way to dap YouTube. Thanks. <laughs> it's my favorite website. So, um, uh, LeBron was at his son's AAU game. By the way, the uh, the real story of the summer is AAU. Like a million people watching 
Lamelo versus Zion. Yeah. Insane. So um, Bronny Jr. was playing. I forget the name of his team. And um, LeBron is like on the sidelines with Savannah, and I think Bryce is there, but I didn't see Zuri. And uh, he's just like yelling at the at the twelve year olds. He's like using expletives. Like he's like, and he was like sit. He's like, what do you say? Like he's like getting that ass. Getting that ass like a bicycle without a seat. That's what he said. And we know LeBron likes to bike from his days in Miami when he used to bike to the stadium <laughs> yeah. or to the arena. Um, that's inappropriate for a 12. That's like Will Ferrell character at a, at a soccer, at a sports match. I'm into it. You I, are? I, I like like when athletes lose their cool. And like LeBron is such a controlled image. And he's always like, I'm, I'm, look at me. I'm listening to this song. I'm drinking rosé. You know, like I'm getting motivated. Zero yeah. dark 2330. It's cool to see him just be like, I'm a dad, I can't control my emotions. Right. And that I mean and so then imagine what he was like with Kyrie on his own team. And I know. I, I will say, right after the finals, after they left, after they lost for his younger son Bryce's birthday, they had a big blowout, like a field day, or they played all these games. And LeBron is so competitive that he couldn't even let like the ten year olds like throw a water balloon at him. He was just like attacking him with water balloons and like won all of the field games. It was amazing. LeBron James, sports dad. That's our Captain Morgan's moment of the week, no matter how you live like a captain. Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. That's Captain's orders. You got it, Captain. (laughs) Cool stuff. Uh, Also, also sports dad, interesting to me is that um, I'm very closely following the sports careers of the The, banana boat second second gen. Yeah, yeah. Second gen. Who's the best player? I've heard that Kyan Anthony is the best banana boat second gen player. Right. I have a hard time believing LeBron can accept that. I wanted to ask, this is something, this is a pod exclusive yeah. in the sense that we have not personally talked about this. Tate, play a, a air horn. <laughs> pod exclusive. What is the state of Carmelo Anthony's, Carmelo Anthony's relationship to the other banana boat guys and also, furthermore, the spouses and significant others of the other banana boat guys? Because I was wondering if all the drama coming out of Carmelo cheating on Lala affected his relationship to, say, Savannah or Gabby Union or what have you? Yes. The great question, Chris. Thanks for asking. Um, no banana boat vacation this summer. Right. I can only assume... Jimmy Butler, when he found out he was traded to Minnesota, was playing... Spades. Co- spades with Gabrielle Union, Dwayne Wade... And Mello. And Mello. So and that, there that, is still some interaction. Sure. Um, so that was on that was draft night. So that was June twenty second. I just think they can't hang out as a group. It's kind of like, did you have you ever had like a big group of friends mm-hmm. and there's been a breakup within I've it? I've never had a big group of friends. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when there's a breakup, you have to like choose sides yeah, sure, and it ruins the group. I think that's what happened here because um, Lala is legit good friends with Gabrielle Union and Jada Paul and Savannah Brinson. Like that's real. So. It like ru- it ruins the group. Yeah, it's tough. But Sav- are Lala and Mello done, or is because she went on Wendy Williams and she was just like he wants she he wants to get back with you and he's yeah. like she he should he he wants to get back with her. The rumor completely unconfirms that he impregnated a woman in Chicago, so <laughs> I would assume that would make it hard for Lala to just like go back to the way they were. No, no athlete in pro sports history has ever gotten someone pregnant that they didn't mean to. Well, at least not Paul. Well, yeah, I can't go there without, without getting in trouble. Um, uh, so to answer your question, there's been a lot of kind of like one-on-one or like with the yeah, kids. different so, combos. Yeah, so and part of it is the closest of the banana boat group, I think the closest friendship is between Savannah Brinson James and Jada Alex or Jada Paul. I forget, okay. I forget her maiden name. Um, those two are really, really good friends. So Chris Paul's kids were at Bryce, Chris Paul's son, Chris Jr. was at Bryce's birthday and then out here in L.A. 
um, the Jameses and the Anthonys went to like a trampoline park in the valley. Oh, and there's like a lot. And then I think Greenwald went there. Oh, cool. So there's, there's <laughs> maybe maybe uh, his kids can get in the mix too. Yeah, maybe Andy Andy Greenwald should join Banana Boat. That'd be hilarious. He'd be like the skipper. I mean, he'd be like the, Gill- <laughs> the Gilligan of the group. Um, so there's a lot that they're still hanging, but they just can't hang as a group. Is is kind of the conclusion. But I also just think it's a weird off season for LeBron. I think it's just been. Like all this drama, and then he like obviously is just doing his like weird passive aggressive Instagrams and whatnot. I will say um, I'm gonna like stake out the beach because Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade are staying in Malibu, and they're just like on the beach. She's just gonna go to the beach for a Lim- couple weeks. Limit number of homes they could be in, you know. Um, the LeBron thing that has been definitely a, th- a big talking point over the last couple of weeks is whether or not LeBron is getting the his due respect. Mm. So whether or not Steph is mocking him, mm. whether or not KD is mocking him, KD didn't really mock him as much as he just kind of gave a sort of bratty answer to a question. What was the question? Uh, somebody like asked Kevin like something about LeBron, and Kevin was like, "I'm not thinking about that. Like, I don't think about him. He's a good basketball player, but like, like I'm not trying to like worry about him." I think. Do you think Steph Curry likes LeBron? I do. I, I think so Steph, too. Of all the times, like somebody does something. And then they kind of like not get caught, but like it turns into like a viral moment and they have to like walk it back a little bit. Steph's explanation for like what happened. So Steph got was filmed at which which wedding was it? We can, Her- we can wrap things up with weddings because I know this is. An he so, was at so Harrison Barnes' wedding, Bar- H- which also is just like HBEE 2017 HB2017. And so he was there. And what's the song LeBron likes dancing to? It's Tate. What's that called? It's like a T-shirt thing. T-Grizzly. Okay, so and so LeBron always like d- does dances to it in his Instagram stories, and I guess Steph, people thought were mocking LeBron, right? That were mocking like his workout videos or something. And Steph was asked about it, and he was just like, "Didn't mean any disrespect by it. Honestly, I just associate LeBron with that song. I do that dance all the time. Like it just gets me fired up. And it would be kind of like the equivalent of being like, this is the dance I do because I watch the music video mm-hmm. all the time. And whenever the song comes on, I like imitate the music video. Yeah, it's like doing the Soldier Boy or the Dougie. Yeah, exactly. When I do the Dougie, am I making fun of John Wall? No, I'm no, celebrating exactly. John Wall. But Steph's explanation for it was really, really reasonable. And I feel like, weirdly, it's been like a good summer for Steph. I was going to say great summer for Steph. I am not a, I'm a Steph hater. I'm not anymore. I like him, I guess. But great summer for Steph. Made fun of China Clay. Yeah. I mean, China Clay, we could just do a whole other podcast on that. <laughs> just at me if you want to discuss it. Um, he did. He made fun of China Clay. He was, was went to a house party after HB's wedding mm-hmm. and like spilled, spilled beer all over his shirt. Yeah. He is like playing golf. Didn't go to Vegas. Didn't go to Vegas on the Warriors I think people trip. were like, that's whack. And now it's By just people, like. people, do you mean me? But I also think that that's like. That do you, man? Don't pretend like like Kevin Durant was like I signed with Golden State because I wanted to have a cool vacation in Vegas. I know that I'm maturing because I used to make fun of Steph for being like so like attached to his wife, but now I'm just like, yeah, you're a family guy and you're putting your family first, and I support you. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what. And he's been like having a good time. He went. Oh, this is a hot topic. I want to. He's talk golfing about. today. He's golfing today. He's playing golf because he can. One thing that I feel like Steph, he's like, I won two championships. My ankles can't hold me back. I'm really worried he's going to have an ankle injury while playing golf. Well, they're due an injury. I hope I'm They wrong. are doing an injury. How do you feel about Draymond Summer? He's been very visible. He was just, uh, really big in Miami for the El Clasico. Yes, and he's he's just been photographed with a lot of non-basketball players. Spent a lot of time with Drake. Spent a lot of time yeah, he's with, Drake. with Neymar. There's a new court case against Neymar him. Neymar then like, upended the soccer world after hanging out with Draymond. There's I'm not new- saying I blame Draymond for it. <laughs> but you're not saying you don't? Well, I just think that there is like... 
player power is like a, a thing mm-hmm. across sports. And I think that guys like see other guys do things and they're like, you know, you can do what you want. You can go to the team you want. You can go play where you want. Nike's got your back. I like Draymond, although I don't know. There's a new like assault case coming against him, which is a little weird. Can we talk about one other thing related to Steph Curry? Mm-hmm. He's gone on a lot of trips this summer. He's been he went to Hawaii with his family. Mm-hmm. Then he went on a sibling trip to Turks and Caicos. So it was him, Seth. It was Sibs and Sigs. So it was Steph, his sister Sadell, and her boyfriend, uh-huh. his wife Aisha, yeah, his brother Seth, yes, and Seth's girlfriend. Callie. Callie Rivers. Doc Rivers' daughter. Yes. Ex-girlfriend of Kyrie Kyrie Irving Irving. and Paul George. And Paul George. And is it allegedly Tate? Object of Draymond Green's mockery during Clippers-Warriors games? Like Draymond would... She also got the call-up to attend the Curry Brothers Tour Asia trip. Interesting. With Under Armour. So... A lot of Cali this summer. And I just want to say I got into the NBA gossip business because of Cali. So I'm glad she's back. Gossip business? <laughs> yes. That's a big one that's not really being discussed. It's also not confirmed, but it was a Sibs and Sigs, Sibs and Significant Others trip. She was there with Seth per the pictures. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's just that's that's a big union. Big deal. Yeah. Particularly because the Clippers and the Warriors used to have a... Um, Feud, but now the Do you Warriors... think Chris Paul was at the center of that? Who's the? I, I got the impression that well, Blake didn't like Draymond. I'm sure that's true. And then, is Steph still with um, State Farm, by the way? Because I don't know. Because there was a minute when Steph, it was like 2014, 15, right Do before Do you think they that there's the insurance beef between teams? I think there might be, because remember the commercial that was... Um, Chris Paul Chris is in Paul. DeAndre and... Yeah, and no. Steph's never in the commercials no. with other guys, right? There was the Chris Paul, Dame Lillard, Steph Curry, Swin Cash. I think it was Swin Cash. Commercial. Oh, yeah, with all the twins, right? Yes. Yeah. And I don't think we've seen Steph in a State Farm commercial ever since. I can't. I, I don't know. I can't confirm. I just sang. So there's there's that. But, yeah, that's just that's probably my, one of my favorite summer developments. And the other favorite summer development has been the NBA nuptials. Yes, the NBA nuptials. You wrote a great piece for Thanks, the ringer.com. Um, you. You're sort of the Zadie Smith of NBA weddings. It's <laughs> the nicest thing you could possibly say to me. Um, um, yeah, we, one night we had HB and his bride, and we also had Trevor Ariza and his bride. What was the better attended wedding? Or what was the more, like, all-stars at the wedding? More all-stars was Harrison Barnes, but I think the bigger flex was Trevor Ariza. Okay. Trevor Ariza had Travis Scott He had at Travis his Scott, which meant he also had Kylie Jenner. So that just opens up people's eyes to who you are because yeah. it taps into a different audience. Um one thing that's also been happening, Chloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson house hunting in Calabasas. Just, is everybody going to play in Los Angeles? Should there only be two teams? Kardashian curse man. Do you agree? I don't I don't think it exists. Okay, Jeff Van Gundy. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a delight to be back on the source of say Mike. We'll do this again, I think. I hope so. Chris, as always, we're office roommates, so I'll see, I'll see you, you in five ten minutes. seconds. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. This has been Source to Say. I'm Juliette Littman. This is Chris Ryan. Bye-bye. Yeah.